All right, we are live. Welcome to the Fit Body Secrets podcast. Today we've got two people on. Yay! Uh, today I've got with me Coach Katie, and I'm just super excited to have you on the podcast today. Uh, and honestly, just super excited to have you on on the team. You know, like um, I feel like it's kind of been a long time coming. You were a client of mine years ago, back when you were still in the CrossFit space, and I still remember the day you te- you either texted me or Facebook messaged me about, hey, like you know, I, I really am getting into nutrition coaching, and I would love to you know, kind of see what it looks like to work with you. And I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> I was like, cause I knew I could trust you that you were a reputable source of information. Um, after knowing that you, you know, I've worked with you and knowing that the space you're in now, um, you know, kind of moving away from CrossFit into the competitive bodybuilding physique wellness world. Um, so I want to kind of start by just welcoming you to the team, um, welcoming you to my podcast and then getting a little bit of a background on you. So remind me you are 39. Um, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you. I'm so excited to be a part of the team. I love working with you as well. So I am really happy to be here. Um, I am 40. Um, oh. I just turned 40 this summer. And yeah, I'm here to show everybody that um, fitness does not have to stop <laughs> when you age. So you can still rock it. Oh, yeah. And I love that for myself, too, because I'm going to be honest, I'm I'm 37. And I think I've spent the last like three or four years fighting the fact that I'm getting older and like being like aging has to be this thing where I'm like, all of a sudden I can't do things. And I'm like, what am I talking about? Like, why not show the people out there that like your age is just a number and that like, I mean, I'm recovering now better than I did five years ago. So it's all good as long as you're taking care of yourself. Um, So obviously give me a little bit about your life now. So you are a full-time firefighter, kind of go into kind of like what your daily life is like. Yep. So I am a full-time firefighter. Um, I have been working for the town of Palm Beach for six years now. um, And I love it. Um, Every third day I go to work and I'm there for 24 hours. um, And then I never work on Monday. So Mondays are my Kelly day is what they call it. So every three weeks I have like a five day weekend, which is a wonderful schedule and it really works for my life and for fitness. Um, and then, uh, maybe a year and a half ago, I decided that I really wanted to learn more about nutrition because I had been, you know, doing bodybuilding shows and dieting myself. So I was like, well, why don't I learn about it? So I, uh, took the NASM certification course and I got certified in nutrition. So that gave me a little bit more of like an insight on how like my own body worked. And, uh, then I really wanted to start helping other people. Yeah. And it was, it's so funny that you say that. Cause I'm going to give you more credit than you deserve or more credit than you deserve, more credit than you think you deserve. I want to give you more credit because you deserve more credit. That's what I should have said. That sounded horrible. Uh, you know what I was trying to say though, is that I think that a lot of people relate the certification to like the, Oh, now this person knows so much. And that's bullshit. But hands down because guess what? Everything you had read in that certification, you probably already knew like the back of yeah. and it's, most of it. Yeah. It's like, and that's where it's like the piece of paper doesn't matter as much as experience. And that's why I fullheartedly believe in people that, that have their own journey and they've done their own self-experimentation and they've tried different things are often the best coaches because they've troubleshot all the bullshit. And that the certification, yes, it's good to have the actual, hey, okay, now I have this. But, you know, as coaches, we never stop growing. You know, you know, if I think back to when I was in college, you know, what I learned, you know, exercise science, nutrition at a, at a, at a college university is very different than what I've learned in, you know, precision nutrition NCI, and all the other things that I've done, because it's just, everything is evolving. You know, we're never, I mean, the basics are still the basics, but they're always evolving. Um, so now full-time firefighter, full-time, uh, well, part-time nutrition coach. And 
Um, also kind of like wanted to kind of go into, um, I guess we can kind of backtrack a little bit. Let's kind of start over because I, I want to get into figure and wellness, but I feel like there's a whole backstory to that. Yeah. So let's start by talking about what got you into fitness? Were you always athletic? So growing up, um, I was definitely into like sports and stuff, but I was a cheerleader. Um, that was my thing. And then I did dance. Um, so I was like super busy. I always went from like one thing to the next thing. And um, my days were always very full with some kind of activity. Um, then I went away to college and like pretty much all that activity stopped. Um, I also didn't handle the college experience very well. Um, I wasn't like great with all that freedom. And I ended up like not doing well in school and having to move back home. Um, so like long story short, I had like a period in my life where like I was very lost. Um, and I gained a lot of weight. Like um, I'm 5'4", and I was um, over 200 pounds at one point in my life. So I kind of was just like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? I wanna get this weight off. And I just like went on a crash diet, um, which is like, as you know, the worst thing that you can possibly do. So I basically like went down to like 1200 calories and worked out like crazy. And I had a long history of like yo-yo dieting in my 20s where I would like get really into shape and people would be like, wow, you look great. And then I'd be like, oh, cool. Now I can stop going to the gym and eat again. And I would just like have this horrible cycle where I would like gain and lose like the same, like 30, 40 pounds. Um, then I moved to Florida when I was 30 and I was like, wow, everybody down here is like super in shape and like they're at the beach all the time in a bikini. And I was like, I want to be like that. Um, so I signed up for CrossFit. I like did like a new year's resolution. I was like, I'm going to get in shape. This is going to be like my one time that I'm really going to stick to this. And I bought a group on for cast iron CrossFit and I started there and like CrossFit, when I say it changed my life, like I know a lot of people had a life changing experience from it and it happened for me too. Um, I had never like been in that kind of level of fitness before. And I found like, I was like pretty good at it. So <laughs> I got hooked. Um, it like completely, I left a marriage that didn't serve me anymore. Um, I went back to school to be a firefighter. Um, and it like really just got me into like this whole fitness world that I had never been a part of. And, um, I'm really thankful that I was able to like buy that group on cause I never would have changed my life if I hadn't bought that. So it's kind of like a crazy experience. I, I freaking love that. And I think that we all, and it's funny cause Catherine, J, Matt Franco. Yep. I saw him at the CrossFit Games when I was there. He was judging. I was like, oh, my God. It was because he, he lives in California now, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and just, it's so funny because he used to tell me about you because I lived down in West Palm and you were in Port St. Lucie. And he was like, there's this girl in Port St. Lucie. Like, you should go train with her, Cheryl. Like, she's so great. So it's like I knew of you before I even knew you. So it's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's such a. Back then in like the OG state cast iron cross, they used to run uh, the clash of the fittest in the yeah. winter, in the winter, such a fun competition. I saw yeah. like the photos from that. Um, and it's so true. Like CrossFit, if you, if you drink the Kool-Aid, as I used to say, is like, you can really get a lot out of CrossFit. I think that people, you know, it's really easy to focus on, and we'll talk a little about your shift out of CrossFit, but the focus on like the negative side of things, the, the personality yeah. that is driven to always have the ego and want to do more and, and the, you know, the breakdown of the body and things like that. But there is so much good that has come out of the CrossFit movement in our world. I mean, CrossFit changes people's lifestyle because 
when you are actually excited to go to the gym and it's not just like, Oh, I've got to go burn calories or, Oh, I've got to go, you know, do, yeah, I got to go walk on, I got to go stand on the stair stepper. Yeah. It gives you a goal and then, you know, you're meeting other people there yep. um, and it actually becomes like a game. And it obviously, obviously takes a turn for the worse for a lot of people um, because that game soon becomes pressure and becomes this, this desire to like, I've got to beat X, Y, Z. And if I don't now, this is, you know, a, a reflection of me as a person and that that can be taken so far. And, you know, not to mention that if you are a former athlete, you have ambitious goals. It's really hard to listen to yourself when you have this goal. And I get that. I'm, I'm still an athlete. I still, I still try and train to compete. I say try. Um, and I know that there's a lot of days where I'm like pushing myself where I'm like, you probably should be pulling back. Um, and I've learned how to do that. But I think for a lot of people that can be very difficult um, because you feel like you're not giving 100% effort, even if you are. Um, and that can be kind of where CrossFit can kind of go the wrong way for a lot of people. So good, good and bad for CrossFit. But now let's talk a little bit about, um, obviously you were competitive in CrossFit. You were like on the grid league. Um, you did yeah, I was like really lucky. I got picked to do the Florida Grid League. Um, I got to compete at Wadapalooza three times. Um, I got to do things like I never thought that I would. Like when I look back and like the person who I was when I moved here, I'm like, wow, I can't believe like this was my life. So it's really cool, like the opportunities that it gave to me. So I'm very grateful. Yeah. I, still, I still say that to myself. It's like, you know, I was making an Instagram reel today. And I'm like, God, I would have never even known what a snatch was. Or yeah climbed a rope or like, I mean, yes. you know, I, I would have never done these things, you know, I would have never known what it was like. It just, it's just really cool because I, I 100% agree. So um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, obviously when I worked with you, uh, you know, years ago, we were, you know, in the CrossFit world, you were still doing CrossFit, but you were kind of like me where we kind of went in on our off hours, you know, we take a CrossFit class and um, let's talk a little bit about like the shift outside of out from moving on from CrossFit. What was kind of like the point for you where you were like, I kind of need something different. So for me, um, to be 100% honest, I got tennis elbow and there was like nothing I could do to get rid of it. Um, I tried like cortisone shots um, multiple times, but like I was so competitive that I just couldn't let my body like get the rest that it needed to actually heal. Um, and having a job as a firefighter, you know, when you get tennis elbow, it affects your grip strength. And it was like at the point where it's like, okay, well, if I'm not going to be able to hold, hold a hose, what am I doing? Like, this is my career. This is my life. Like I need to like make a change. Um, so my boyfriend Grant, um, you know, we met and we were both into fitness, but he was into the more bro style, bodybuilding style um, training. And, you know, it was cool because like I did my thing and he did his thing. And then finally I was at the point where I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. So he helped me like transition more to like going back into like the regular gym and where I used to get bored before, um, it was cause like, I really didn't know anything about fitness. Like I'm talking in my twenties, like where I would do the gym and like fall yeah. off. Like now I was like really into it. So it was like more interesting to me. Um, so it like kept my interest. Um, so he actually prepped for a show. He had never done a show and he always wanted to do one. And I said, okay, I'll help you prep for a show. Um, but I had no interest in ever doing a show. I was like, this is the time when, when you were my nutrition coach, he was prepping for a show and you were getting me like, I was in like the best shape of my life. I looked amazing. Um, 
but I had always had like, um, you know, a problem with food, like binge eating and overeating is where, where I struggle with. Um, and I was like, no, don't want to do a bodybuilding show. I can't give up food. I love it too much. And, uh, I was backstage at his show, putting the tan on him and like looking around at these girls. And I was like, man, like I'm pretty like, I'm, I'm not stage lean, but I'm pretty close to that. Like maybe I could do this. So like that kind of like, you know, after seeing him compete, I was like, uh, okay, I think I'm going to try. Um, so then like COVID happened, I started prepping and all this stuff, but I ended up doing like my first two shows and like, you know, not having the outcome that I wanted to have because sometimes um, we start a prep when we're not in a good place. I was just like, oh, I want to do this so bad. Like I'm ready. I want to go. And I probably could have like built muscle for a little bit longer, uh, but I was just so eager. Uh, so I did a couple shows and then I took a long off season um, about a year and a half and I really worked on building a lot more muscle. And then I prepped again and I did a couple more shows and I finally like got the results that I wanted. I like won um, the masters at the first show that I went to. And then at the second show I went to, I won the overall. So yeah. I was like super excited with that. I freaking love that. And I think it's really cool. Like I'm always about like people taking imperfect action. And even though you didn't get the results that you wanted, cause we all have high expectations. Yeah. Uh, you probably got the experience that you needed. It was yeah. the experience of all right, I jumped in, I gave it what I had, I probably needed a little bit more time, but now I can kind of do this. And I actually just wanted to like stop for a second, because I think it's really cool for people to understand, like, you know, I think that people assume that when you go to a regular gym, like, and you're not going to CrossFit, where CrossFit's very like performance based, that there is no structure, and that there is just random stuff. And this is a pitfall that I think a lot of people fall into when they do go to a regular gym, which was likely you in your 20s. That was me when I was at a regular gym, I was like, oh, you know, I didn't like machines back then, by the way, I was all about the free weights because I was all about being functional. Um, so I kind of knew CrossFit before I knew CrossFit, but I, you know, didn't have a plan. It was just like, all right, I know I need to work this, that, and that, like, that was it. With bodybuilding, there is structure and routine. And I think that for, you know, somebody that does like the performance aspect of training in CrossFit, um, it's, it's not any different in the bodybuilding world. The the focus of what you're focusing on might be a little bit different, but the effort and the intent of the workouts is requires the same amount of mental focus uh, with maybe a little bit less of the central nervous system recruitment and yeah. a lot of our stuff that we deal with. But um, I love that you just kind of jumped in and kind of went for it. So, um, so now you are how many years into bodybuilding um, competing in wellness are you? Um, I think three. Yeah. I actually, can you actually start? And, and I, we were talking about this before we came on. He was like, it's wellness. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But yeah. a, lot of people, a lot of people don't know what wellness is. It's a newer division to, they took yeah. out, the, they took out the fitness division, which used to be where. The no, fitness is still around. It's just not as like, it's, it's a very hard division. Cause you have to be able to like do a routine and perform. Right. So not a lot of people do it, but it's very, it's so cool to watch. So um, like when I say I compete in bodybuilding, that's just the easiest way to um, classify it as, you know, um, as the sport. But there are um, a few different divisions for women. There's uh, bikini, which is they say it's the entry level, but you really still have to have an amazing muscle base to compete in bikini. Um, they're looking for uh, balance and symmetry in that division. Uh, the next level, I'm going to go, I'm going to do wellness last. So the next level is is figure that's a lot more muscularity than bikini. And again, they want a completely balanced um, 
body and you know you show off your back and do a lat spread um i actually had considered doing that division first but then wellness came out and i knew like my body was just better suited towards that uh then the upper echelons of the women's divisions there's women's physique and then women's bodybuilding and those divisions are just like so incredible to watch but they are um something that will not be attainable in my lifetime uh it's just the, the amount of muscle that they put on is very crazy and very impressive. And they get to levels of leanness that are just like, wow. Um, so wellness is a newer division. It was introduced, I think like the year that I started competing and what it is, is it's the only division that isn't balanced. Um, you still need to have like nice delts and shoulders and a developed back, but you don't show off your back when you're posing. And the main thing that they're looking at is your um, legs. So they want quad, hamstring, glute development. And um, I've just always been like an unproportioned person. My legs have always been a the, the bigger part of my physique. So I just knew that training for this uh, division was gonna be the right one for me. So it's cool. I love that. And it's like, it's and it's cool because like, I think that, you know, what I definitely think that a lot of people need to realize is that most people that sustain um, habits when it comes to making nutritional changes, if we're going to go into your, your binging and all that, is like, um, you know, you kind of have to have a purpose. I think that when people don't have a purpose, it becomes very difficult to like actually maintain changes. It's why in your 20s, you're like, oh, I lost the weight. Now I can be do whatever I want. It yeah. didn't keep you in the gym because it was only driven towards one thing, fat loss. And this is a huge mistake that I think people make is that they never find something that is actually enjoyable enough that's going to keep them in the gym. It's going to make them want to work out, that they have this value for themselves as a person to, uh, you know, be able to keep going. Um, I want to actually just see if I can do this. If I can, I am going to try. I want you all to be able to see a little bit. Can you guys see this? <laughs> is it showing up on, on your guys' thing? I'm trying yeah. to see. Okay, I can cool. see it. So I don't all know. Right. Yes, it can. No, that's what I was making sure. I just want to show you guys like what Katie has achieved. She is, by the way, she is a world of like recipe queen. Um, that is not my thing. Um, but it's really cool to see. And, and this is what I, I have never really been in the bodybuilding world. I'm going to be honest. I would love to kind of maybe think about it, uh, but I love CrossFit and you can see the difference in the training, you know, in CrossFit we're very like, all right, how much can I lift? You can see the different, the intent of her movements. She's slower. She's really trying to focus on muscle recruitment. Um, I would love to be able to find like a before and after. Of you. Oh, yeah, wait, go up a little bit. The one um, right above, uh, right there, that's my first show to my fourth show. So that just shows you like um, how wow. much, you know, I definitely had to like put on muscle and it's, it's hard because like, you diet down and you're like, wow, I am in the best shape I've ever been in my entire life. And then you go and you stand and you get judged and people are like, no, it's not good enough. So you yeah. just have to like have that mental fortitude to know like I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Is this you? Yeah, that was me when I first moved to Florida. Wow. Yeah. Look at the difference. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's really crazy. And and I mean, I think the, the, the biggest thing I'll say honestly that I think a lot of people would that aren't in this world kind of struggle with is you know, you guys definitely go through, and I don't want to say, so I think that there's a difference between yo-yo dieting and um, like, you know, like losing and gaining the same 30 pounds versus like intentionally spending seasons yes. yeah. where like, I'm in a build phase into a cutting phase. And I think that this is a big misconception uh, for people that are trying to put on muscle, like the quote unquote dirty bulk and how it's like bullshit. 
um, and how actually just learning that your body needs to be in a little bit of a surplus to build muscle and that being super lean at that time is not the focus, but you're going to be super, you're going to be much leaner <laughs> in a couple of, in a couple of years, if you keep doing that. And that's something that I think that for you, how was that for you going from somebody who had, you know, spent years of like kind of doing the yo-yo dieting, doing the binge restrict and going into a, a sport where now it wasn't that habit, but it was in some ways similar in fact that your body is going to, you know, be manipulated in a leaner versus a little bit heavier of a phase. And, and honestly, you can kind of tell us a little bit, you don't have to give us numbers, but what is that range like for you? Like when you're in that bulking phase, are you putting on five to 10 pounds? Are you allowing yourself 10 to 20 pounds? Um, so, or, yeah. so. um, like I'll, I've only done two seasons. This is my second reverse. Um, my first reverse diet, like I didn't handle as well as I could have, but I didn't handle it as bad as it, I could have, if that makes sense. Um, like I could have really gone off the rails and just like done old Katie. <laughs> I like to say old Katie and Katie now. Um, and I tried to control, but I didn't keep um, a coach my entire off season because I was like, oh, um, I don't really think I need to spend the money on this. I can do this on my own. Well, guess what? I couldn't. Um, I'm, the, I'm someone who needs the accountability of a coach um, to check in and make sure that I'm like, on, on point with everything. So this season has been the first season where I've kept a coach my entire um, improvement season or off season. So last year um, in the time, um, the, you saw the two pictures where my stage were the same. I was the same weight in both stage photos. So I was 135 in both of those stage photos, but on the right, I was like a lot more um, leaner and with a lot more muscle. Um, for context that so you guys can yeah. see that and you can see the difference, the striations in your legs. Yeah. So um, 135, both pictures. Yeah. Um, after the first season, um, on the left, I gained about like 25 pounds and, um, like for me, like 155, like that doesn't, I can carry it. Okay. I mean, my face is a little fuller. My stomach's a little fuller, but whatever. I wasn't like, I wasn't completely unhappy with how I looked or anything, but um, this season I have, I'm about like around the 12 point pound mark. Um, so it's a lot different. Um, only gaining like 12 pounds as opposed to only gaining 20 pounds. Um, so it's gonna make my next prep a lot better and it's gonna make it, um, you know, not so hard to diet, but yeah. Got it, love it. I mean, like it's definitely being intentional about like how much food I'm eating every day. And like, yes, I'm trying to gain weight right now, but I'm trying to do it in a controlled manner. Like I don't just like come home and like eat peanut butter and like whatever I want. Like I still pretty much eat the same foods that I ate in prep. Um, I just get to like add a little bit more fun stuff now. Yeah. And I think that that's like, one of the things I wrote down when you're talking is like coaches need coaches. I think people yes. focus so much on coaches are knowledge. We are knowledge, but we are also accountability that, you know, when you're only knowing what you're doing here and nobody else knows it, like you can easily let yourself down. We can easily break promises to ourselves because nobody else is relying on us. And it is important that that reverse phase of whether you're in a company, whether you just lost 20 pounds to get stage lean, or you just lost 20 pounds to lose fat because you want to get leaner, that reverse dieting process is so important. And um, I think that it's one of the missed pieces 
of most people in their fitness journey is that they never take that time to have a reverse diet or they think that they don't need a coach anymore because they lost weight. So now what, you know, weight loss is, I kind of, it's not the goal. Weight loss is not the goal for most people. They have to realize that initially they need to lose weight, but weight loss is not the goal. Their goal is to look in the mirror and be like, I look damn good. Yeah. I put on my bathing suit with confidence. I'm not worried about hiding things. And we are all going to have things that we want to hide. But for the most part, we want to feel confident. That's not a weight loss goal. Losing fat, losing weight is the avenue to get you to that body. But the goal is to be able to sustain that body. And that means that for you right now, in your off season, you should be walking around still feeling confident in how you look. Now, you know, just like me, we're going to talk about the differences. Like when your goal is performance, right now your goal is bulking to get muscle on you. We do sacrifice some of that leanness because we know our goal right now is not to be shredded. We have a specific goal in the middle of, you know, CrossFit season. I can't be focusing on like, oh, how do my abs look today? Because guess yeah. what? Probably tank my recovery, you know? So it's the same thing with you right now. You can be like, oh man, I'm getting some fluff on my belly. Like, no, I need the fuel right now to get stronger. You know, we have a different goal. For most of our clients, that's not the case. They should be walking around in that like, you know, I look lean. I look good. I don't have to chase, you know, 5% body fat, but I also have to be 25% body fat. Um, now I kind of wanted to segue a little bit, and this is kind of what I thought would be a really cool topic is kind of like looking at the difference in both of our lifestyles, right? So you train, um, cross or you train, you know, bodybuilding for specific, what does your training routine look like? Um, okay. So because I train for wellness, I train legs a lot. Um, so I have four training days um, a week, but I usually train five days a week, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like a rotating split. So um, I start off with um, quad day. That's like my hardest and heaviest day and my favorite day because I, I love training quads. And then that was yesterday. So then today, I went in and I did like some um, glute work and like accessory work, um, like some sumo squats and stuff. And then I do a very minimal amount of biceps and triceps. Um, My arms are kind of like at the point where they don't want them to grow anymore, which is kind of like, you know, fun, but not fun because I do like to train. Um, So then tomorrow will be my rest day, Um, but I will... um, most days I try to do a two mile walk just because I enjoy it. And that is what I like to do for my cardio in season. I have to do way more cardio. So tomorrow rest day, I'll just walk two miles. Uh, next day is back day. So then I do back and shoulders. And then my fourth day is um, hamstring day. So I do like a lot of like regular deadlifts and then like Romanian deadlifts, and leg curls and all that fun stuff. And then another rest day. And then I start back over again at quad day. Got it. Okay. So and it is like um, something people don't know about bodybuilding that I just want to say real quick is like, I have had the same program for 19 weeks um, and it'll probably continue a little bit longer. Um, when I had my last program, I went for like 26 weeks. So I am doing the same exact movements every time I Every day that I have my quad day, it's the same exact thing. I track everything in a um, 
in an app and I try to progressively overload. So maybe one day I try to add um, a neck extra rep. Maybe the next week I try to put five more pounds on the bar. I'm always trying to like get a little bit better. Obviously you're going to have days where you go in and you're like, wow, I'm just not recovered today. Like maybe I'll just back it off a little bit, but it is bodybuilding is like groundhog day. And I do miss the um, excitement of waking up in the morning and being like, oh, what's the wad going to be today? Like, I miss that because um, it was like something different and exciting every day. But like when you have the physique goals, you, you ha your training has to be different. Got it. Um, and then in terms of and I think and I'm going to kind of ask you some more questions about this is like, how long do your sessions typically take you? Um, it depends on how, like if I'm in a rush or what kind of day it is, but usually like quad day will be like about an hour and a half. Um, sometimes if I'm like really lagging, it can take me a little bit longer, but I try to keep my sessions between like an hour to an hour and a half. So what I want people to hear is that you're training about four to five times a week for about 60 to 90 minutes. Yes. Um, yes. and, and the difference for you is that your cardio is longer and slower. It's walking. Yes. It's probably some stair climber when you get closer to your prep stuff, the things like that. They're just, yeah, really I actually like um, rely a lot on the Peloton. Cause I, I like that to just go in, get it in really quick, 30 minutes or whatever. And, but um, you know, people don't realize when you do a physique show as well, as it gets closer to the day, there were, there were days where I was doing 90 minutes of cardio a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just something that you have to go through for like a very short period to get that last little, you know, bit of body fat. But yeah, like there were days where I would go in, I would do cardio for 45 minutes. I would eat something small. I would train for an hour and a half. I would go home. I would eat. I would relax a little bit. And then I'd go back and I'd do another 45 minutes of cardio. So it is what like. Is, what does your cardio look like? Like in terms of heart rate, do you know? Um, I think I would like not, not super. I like around 120s, 140s. So like zone two, which yes. is, I say that because I'm going to explain to you a little bit about what we do and how I think it's a little bit different. So. Um, so what I'm hearing is you train strength training four times a week. You do cardio pretty much every day, some form of cardio, but it's usually low intensity walking. Yeah. I say this because a lot of my clients and a lot of people out there don't recognize the importance of that kinds of movement in their day. And they think that their quick little CrossFit Metcon is enough. So yeah. we, I think CrossFitters get this like ego boost of like, oh, I, I crushed myself. I'm so much better bodybuilders put in a ton of work. You know, she's in the gym for 60 to 90 minutes doing strength training. Crossfitters are like, I'm going to go five by three back squat and hit a Metcon. <laughs> it's very, very different. It's very different. Um, and the volume is different and the, and the intensity is different. Um, uh, and that's the last thing is I want you guys to understand. And I know this and I know the Kato says things. She's not taking it easy on the weights. All right. So she's obviously not working at injury pace. She's not like you saw that she cleans up her, you know, movement patterns, but she is pushing weight. So people that go to the regular gym and they're trying to change their physique following a bodybuilding style program, if you're able to sit there and have a conversation while you've got a barbell on your back, you are not lifting heavy enough to change your body. You're not. It's not good enough. So you guys have got to be intentional about what you're doing. I'm going to go now into CrossFit and how yeah. I think it's different. So I think that a lot of people think that when you look at a CrossFit athlete, that it's okay, the class, right? The, the 2159s. Okay. When I train, um, I train way more than her. Um, I, I train probably about four to five hours a day. Um, but it's because it takes a lot of time to 
wake up the central nervous system and get things moving. I typically do two sessions a day and I, I shouldn't say four to five hours. It's probably like one 90 minute session and then one longer session. Sometimes that session might be 90 minutes too. Sometimes it might be two or three hours, depending on what pieces I have that day. Um, and I typically do that five days a week. And then I do one day where it's just something low intensity cardio. What you're also going to see in my sessions though, is that I also have a priority on some zone two training. So it's not just CrossFit for four hours a day. Um, like for instance, my morning session today was some high output rowing intervals. So I was, you know, pushing like 300 meter paces pretty hard. Um, and then a CrossFit workout with sandbag cleans and sandbag carries. That was all I did this morning. Oh, and really fun. <laughs> yeah, some accessory work. And then this afternoon, um, I will go in and do my lifting and it's, it's cleans, it's clean pulls, it's performance-based lifting for Olympic lifting. Um, and then I have, uh, another small Metcon to do. And I also have 50 minutes of zone two cardio, you know? So I think that a lot of people think that, you know, CrossFit is all just the, the high intensity stuff. Um, you know, yesterday it was running in the morning and some lower body accessory work, some hamstring stuff, muscular strengthening stuff. And then my afternoon session was some squats, some snatches and a CrossFit interval based workout. So you know, we, we do volume in very different ways, but, um, I think the main thing that people have to understand is that when you're looking to change your body, whether you are in a performance based thing like CrossFit, or you are in a bodybuilding space like CrossFit nutrition or, uh, um, bodybuilding space, nutrition plays the hugest factor and that the fueling strategies for those things are very different. So calorically Katie in your surplus ish now, how many calories about are you eating? So um, it's really weird. I have three different days. Um, I have rest day and then I have like arm day macros and then leg day macros. Um, but I want to say around 20, I'm around 2200 on my high days now, which is great. And my low days are not that much lower. I'm like finally at like 300 grams of carbs and it's like amazing. So I love it. But I am, I can't wait to hear what yours are. <laughs> yeah. Um, I range anywhere from low is 2,900, which is just, I under ate that day. Um, high is around 32, 3,300. Yeah. Cause um, you're like yeah. burning through a lot more than I am. When I'm in season, when it's like cross the game season and volume goes up on a lot of the intensity stuff, um, it's definitely going to be closer to 32 to 3,500 calories. Um, I just, and I eat very healthy. So thermic effective feeding plays a factor in that. I think if I did eat less quality food, I probably wouldn't need as many calories. I just think that I would typically just burn. I wouldn't burn as much. I, I eat a lot of fiber. I eat a lot of those things. Uh, and that's also is like important to understand that you have to have an understanding of how your training modality needs to be fueled appropriately, which is, you know, looking back at, at CrossFit is like a lot of people just aren't fueling themselves. They're not understanding why they're not seeing progress in the gym. You know, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I just want to point out, cause like, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast knows, but if you're new, like, I don't want you to just think like, Oh, I'm going to bodybuild and I'm going to eat 2200 calories. Cause that's what Katie does. And I'm going to eat this. Cause that's what Cheryl does. It is so person specific. Like there is someone who could be training the exact same split as me and they could be eating 4,000 calories a day. Or there's a girl who could be like maxing out at like 1700 calories a day. So like, just like, because we're talking about what we eat, we're just like letting you guys know this is what is person specific for us. And I'm sure everybody already knows that, but I just want to make sure, like, I don't want anybody like jumping on here and like trying to copy like my calories. Oh, 3, 3, calories. 
Yeah. Like, uh, when uh, when Matt Frazier first came out on the podcast and he put on uh, how he was eating Snickers bars for recovery, all of a sudden like, I show up at B CrossFit and all the guys have Snickers. I'm like, y'all listen to that podcast? I'm like, come on. You know, so absolutely, Katie, you're right. And, it, and it's it's true. And, and I and I didn't start at 3,500 calories. In yeah, fact, me neither. I've worked my way up to this. So. Yeah, when I first started working with Jason years ago, I think I was at about 155 carbs. I was way under eating. Um, and it was like 10 carbs a week. It was like, okay, 165. And it was like, okay, 165. And then we're going to bring fat up five grams. And it was like a slow process. And it was based on like how I felt best. Um, so 100%. But my main point is understand that like, and that's exactly what my main point was. It's like, you have to understand how to fuel your body for what you want. Um, and I'm going to be honest. I think that the other thing that I want to talk about is that I think that in a lot of ways, um, CrossFit in a competitive way is actually a better way for most people to train because it does blend a lot more bodybuilding into CrossFit and a lot less intensity into CrossFit. Like a lot of times in my workouts, it says don't exceed an RPE of seven. So I shouldn't be pushing to see how hard I can go. I should be like working on pacing and working on consistency and my movements and all those things. And that a lot of the time, RPE nine. Yeah. <laughs> And then like a lot of times in my accessory work, you know, when I first started CrossFit, I didn't do accessory work. Yep. No, I changed a lot though. It's really developed. And that's why I think that for a lot of people that, um, that do go to like a traditional gym, in fact, a lot of my clients and I'm like, Hey, like, what does your program look like? It sucks because you're at the mercy of a group class and that I think that the best benefits of CrossFit come when you personalize it. I think that you can get fit doing a CrossFit class a day. Um, but to really change your body, I think that you do. I, I saw the most physical changes in my body when I obviously got my nutrition dialed in. Um, but when I actually started to really intentionally add in more strength training, you know, so adding in more slow lifts, adding in more isolation movements and stuff like that, that help and, and keep me healthy, you know, like looking at how, how many pull-ups I do. I'm doing 180 chest of our pull-ups a week in volume of kipping movements, you know, my tendons and ligaments need to be strong enough to support that. And it's something that I'm super passionate about is telling people like, Hey, you know, if you're, if your body's breaking down, like it's not about what you're doing too much of, it's about what you're not doing enough of. And, and that has to take precedence. And so, and I think that for a lot of people segueing into bodybuilding or traditional gym can be a great way for them to do it. And using CrossFit as like a, you know, three times a week, you want to go to a group class. I think that that's kind of what people that want to see physique changes. I often will recommend them like, Hey, what if you cut back on the classes and did classes for fun as your cardio? Um, and then get to see your friends. Yeah. Then you did start focusing more on lifting because you got to lift. So, um, but yeah. Um, anything else, uh, Katie, I I mean, I, I, what I want to say is last thing I had written down here is um, obviously you're a nutrition coach now and I'm loving working with you. Clients are getting amazing results. Um, but yeah. So why coaching? And this is important. Like why? Um, honestly, like you made such like a difference in my life. Uh, like not just like from my physique, but like also like we just like connected so much. And like, I felt like I just had like such a good rapport with you. Um, and then I just knew like I needed a coach. Like I'm someone who needs coaching. And then I'm like, wow, I've done this like so many times. Like I want to be the person to like help people and help them with coaching. Like 
I have been there. I have been at like every like body composition that like I can think of. Like I have struggled with weight my entire life. There's been times where I like did not take care of myself and I was on the other end. And I just feel like I can bring a lot to the table in terms of like empathizing with people because I I can understand where they are in their lives because like I've probably been there and I want to help them get to wherever they want to be in their life. Like not everybody's going to want to be a high level CrossFit athlete. Not everybody's going to want to be a bodybuilder, but most people just want to feel confident in their own skin and like, just like happy in their body. And that's really what I, I just want to help people do. I, and I, and I wanted to, I really wanted you to put that out there because I think that people need to know that. I think that people need to know that, you know, even though Katie might step on a stage and I might step on a, on a platform somewhere, doesn't mean that our goal is to get all of our clients there. Our, our goals. And, and that's why I'm getting goosebumps. Why I'm so happy that I have you on my team is like, we want to create impact and it's, it's, it's helping the person that is, they walk into the, the gym and they like, look at all the equipment and they're like, I'm just going to go on the treadmill because that's safe. You know, like that was me at one point in my yeah, life. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm just going to go over there. Cause that's where I know how to do. And that's honestly why I gravitated toward dumbbells because for me, I had done home fitness programs before I got into a regular gym. So I was comfortable using dumbbells. I was like, oh, I can use those. I know what I'm doing with those. And now I have more weight to use. So it was easy for me to gravitate towards that. And, and I think for you, like you have a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of experience. And, and I am excited to see all the, all the lives you are going to change because, you know, I know that the, the coaches that end up making the most impact are the ones that have that desire to like, you know, it's, it's like when I first started coaching CrossFit, why did I start coaching CrossFit? Cause I couldn't help watching people squat in the gym. I yeah. couldn't help it. I was like, can I fix your squat? And I, yeah, like, <laughs> I became obsessed with just like being the girl in the class, like do this differently. And like, just wanting to help people. I couldn't, you know, I, I remember my first freaking time coaching a class it was before CrossFit, but I'm not even going to go into that, but uh, I should probably talk about that on a podcast at some point. Um, his name was Sergio. I remember Sergio, but anyways, well, well I'll save that one for another one. So um, I think that, you know, it's, it's going to be an amazing experience for both of us to kind of get to grow. And I'm looking forward to like, honestly, just having some, and we, we need to do these more often. So yeah, no, I'm like looking forward yeah. to doing this more. This was like a great intro and like, just to be like, Oh, the differences between the two, but well, there's definitely more topics that like we can oh, dive yeah. into and it's awesome. I think that we're going to definitely do one focusing mostly on like the whole transition from like binge eating. I think that'd be a really good one for us. And, and that's what I want. I wanted to get you on here, get you comfortable because I'm definitely looking forward to doing more of these with you. So any other closing remarks, Miss Katie? Uh, no, I'm like just super excited to be a part of the team. And um, obviously like anybody who's listening, who isn't a part of our team already, please um, reach out to us because um, we yeah. are here with you. <laughs> Your age, your IG handle is at Katie Quads, correct? Yes, K A T Y Q U A D S. That is me. I'm gonna put it in the comments um, so people can see that, um, and then we'll make sure they have that. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to working with you. So, uh, guys, if you guys have any questions um, that you want answered from me or Katie, uh, whether it's related to training or nutrition, feel free to reach out to either of us on IG. I put hers in there, and I'll make sure I have it in the show notes as well. Um, but for our next episode, I'll talk to y'all soon. Thanks, Cheryl. Bye. Stay on. Don't leave.